Say it with me now. I like big dubs, and I cannot lie. J.C. Hoyt is the reason why. And why does the rippling effect of the Nick Saban retirement not only need to hit Stillwater, Oklahoma, but it's actually a good thing that it ripples through Stillwater, Oklahoma. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall, and I want to thank you kindly for stopping by. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube. Find me personally on Twitter at All Day O State. Today, we're partially brought to you by Game Time. Get in on the action. Do not wait. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Nick Saban retiring from Alabama and the game of football naturally is going to have implications that reach far and wide. And yes, that reach will in fact include Stiller, Oklahoma, but it's not always a bad thing. It is not always a bad thing if your coach is considered to be potentially one of the greats. But before we get to that, I have to give a shout out. Everybody out there that is a regular, you guys are phenomenal. I just had a meeting, got the stats back. We are legitimately top five in the regulars coming back. So I greatly appreciate all of you out there. Now we got to kick this thing up a notch and we got to spread the love a little bit more. You all know sharing is caring. All right, so do me a favor and just stop, collaborate, and hit the daggone like button. Share it, comment, subscribe, and all my podcasting people out there, every day when you're driving to and from work, listening to this tall, loud, bearded fella, help us out. Leave a review. And if I'm giving you five-star nuggets of fun, then leave me all five stars. Nick Saban gets a lot of five stars, which is one of the reasons why I do think that a call to Mike Gundy, although it's inevitable to happen as it should happen, it's not exactly likely. Now, you hear all of the names that are starting to kind of uh, come out, but one of the reasons that we are even having this, this episode intro is because of somebody like a Donald Brent Key, the head coach of Georgia Tech, who coached at UCF for a long time and was an Alabama offensive line coach is on like the top 10, top eight kind of short list to potentially replace Nick Saban. I don't think that that's even close to being something that should be thought of in the span of the last 10 years. Shout out to my buddy Reagan on Marcast. In the last 10 years, Georgia tech has had six losing seasons. Fun fact in the same span, Oklahoma state has had six, 10 win seasons, which is exactly why a call or at least an interview to Mike Gundy is going to happen. It would be absolutely ridiculous for Alabama to at least not reach out to one of the winningest coaches in all of college football. Right now, there's not very many coaches, maybe only a couple, that have more W's that are on the sidelines right here, right now. So for that reason, Mike Gundy will get at least an interview. 
Because when you talk about some of the other people on the list, Mike Gundy deserves to be there. And again, that's not a bad thing. It'd be a bad thing if he took the job, but it's not a bad thing if your head coach is good enough at W's to get a call from an Alabama. Does Gundy have a propensity to either not recruit five stars or not uh, have the ability always to build those five-star style of relationships? That could be somewhat of a hindrance. But Dan Lanning, the head coach of Oregon, already turned the job down. You've got some conversation about Mike Norvell at Florida State. I think it would be better for Mark Novell to stay at Florida State, but just to help Florida State's ascension out of the ACC. Dabo Swinney is in the conversations, but he has some of the same problems that Mike Gundy has in terms of the viewership on how they approach recruiting. Now, that has changed a little bit for both Mike Gundy and Mike uh, Dabo Swinney recently. So I, I see a little bit of the reasoning why. Dan Quinn. The Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator, obviously, is going to be on the short list, as is Lane Kiffin. Kalen Dubour is a decent idea, right? The head coach at Washington has been able to do some things. Mario Cristobal is not better than Mike Gundy. That's ridiculous that he would even be on this list. Seattle Seahawks coach Pete Carroll makes some sense. But there's two major reasons why I don't think Mike Gundy would leave Oklahoma State. Number one... I don't know if Bama would get the warm and fuzzies in regards to how Mike Gundy has approached the recruiting game. Number two, Mike Gundy is a cowboy. Mike Gundy would love nothing more than to hoist a national title in Stillwater, Oklahoma. The likelihood of that happening, we all know, is not super large. But 2024 is either the best or second, third best all time and returning starters. Now, if you talk like we did the other day about the 2017 team, that 2017 team legitimately had like nine to 11 NFL dudes on it, most of which are still in the NFL today. So 2017 was a big disappointment. Whenever you go over the Oklahoma State players right here, right now, we have a decent amount that are going to have NFL futures. Is it going to be the same as the 2017 team? With your Amen Bagamigas and, and Devin Harpers and Malcolm Rodriguez. Maybe, maybe not. Mason Rudolph, Tylen Wallace, Marcel Aitman, Tyron Johnson. Is it gonna be quite to that level? Maybe not. But it, if not, it's really close. Ollie Gordon's an NFL level dude. Yeah. So is Colin Oliver. So is Kendall Daniels. If Trey Rucker can improve in coverage, he has the body type and physicality to do so. Cam Epps is going to be able to grow. Deshaun Brown's going to be able to grow. We've got a couple offensive linemen like Dalton Cooper that definitely will get an opportunity at the next level. So because of what 2024 should provide for Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State, I don't know that he would even take the job. But he will get a phone call because he is that good. And for people like me who have doubted his capability to win championships, instead of you know just a massive amount of wins, some people would argue, well, what could Mike Gundy do with a talent-loaded, five-star-only style of roster? He could win a national title all day, every day. But Bama's going to want to make a massive splash just to make the donors and fan base happy. Now, Mike Gundy 
would be considered a very, very big splash just because of the national respect he has in the getting W's department. We have to face the fact, myself included, that Mike Gundy is good enough to get these phone calls. Mike Gundy's good enough to get these interviews. But Mike Gundy's also good enough, as he just proved, to run this thing back in 2024 and the outcome be trophies. Notice I didn't say just one. So those are some of the reasons why I don't think Mike Gundy would take the job. All right, before we jump into Ollie Gordon taking home more awards, real quick, let's also talk about some of the Alabama players that could transfer because one of the things that a coast leading does is it does provide everybody a little bit of a of an extra transfer portal window where it doesn't have any negative repercussions. Obviously, most will likely stay because it's Bama and they will have no problem finding a good replacement coach. But it's impossible to retain or get 100% of your roster back. Even 90% is ridiculous. Heck, Oklahoma State's currently sitting at like 85, 87-ish percent on returning players. That is unheard of, which is yet again another reason why I don't think Mike Gunny would even take this job if it were completely offered. It's because he likes what he has, and he knows that he has an opportunity in 2024 to do something that has never been done in Stillwater. But if we were able to steal some Alabama guys that have some local ties, let's start number one with Miles McVeigh, the six foot six, three hundred fifty pound four star guard out of East St. Louis. Obviously, was a massive get, right? He's a four star. Uh, unanimous, Under Armour All-American, ESPN, Top 300, etc. He chose Bama over Oregon, Mizzou, Michigan State, Texas A&M, amongst others. Simply put, he would be a very, very big gift for anybody. And the only reason he's on this is because we have had a lot of recent success in the St. Louis area. So it's not completely foreign that we would take a chance and have an opportunity at somebody like Miles McVeigh. Somebody else that is obviously... Not all that likely, but I'd love to potentially make a run at. Would be another unanimous four-star defensive tackle. He's been top 300 on three sports. Number 84-ranked player in the country, Edric Hill. Coming in at six foot three, 295 pounds. This defensive lineman is from KC Mo, Kansas City, Missouri. Stand up. He chose Bama over LSU, Iowa, USC, OU, and Arkansas. Again, not exactly likely, but possible. So here's two that are not only possible, but I could throw them in the potential likely realm. Number one, Miles Kitzelman. He's a six foot five, 250 pound tight end that was converted from defensive end when he went to Hutch. Hutchinson Community College in Kansas, right up the road. Obviously, he was able to turn his heads after making that transition from defensive end to tight end because he went to Alabama. And not only did he go to Alabama, but he played in every single game this season minus one. The only game he missed was due to a little bit of an injury against the mighty SEC, always week 10, week 11 opponent, the powerhouse of Chattanooga. But just being a junior, he's not your traditional plug and play like a Josiah Johnson or even a Tyler Foster. I love Tyler Foster. I you know how much I love Josiah Johnson, and I'm not completely out of the table. Shetron boat. I really like Quentin Stewart, 
But what Miles Kitzelman could provide is somebody that has a few years, a couple years at least, of eligibility. He's got the size, he's got the strength, he's got the speed, and being a converted defensive end, tell me this isn't Jake and Ma- Jason McIndoo's cup of taters. And lastly, the rivals four-star wide receiver from Owasso, Oklahoma, coming in at 5'11", 180 pounds, Cole Adams. This speedster was the number two ranked player in the state of Oklahoma. Ahead of guys like the Texas A&M wide receiver signee, Micah Tease, the Arkansas big-time tight end, Luke Hawes, and the OU signee that was ESPN's number ranked two athlete in America have all been under what Cole Adams was able to provide. Not only that, but he was also able to run a 10-6 100-meter, or he was running a 10-6. He's at Bama. They definitely have the strength and conditioning to do more, so I'm assuming he's probably faster. Do they have Rob Glass? No. But David Ballou replacing the legendary Scott Cochran is pretty down on close to what you'll get out of Rob Glass. He chose Bama over OU, Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State, TCU, K-State, KU, and Houston. Oklahoma State wasn't really in the mix. I'd be curious as to find out why, but I'd also be more curious as to find out why he couldn't become a cowboy right here and right now. They had a recruiting guideline, a.k.a. basically a requirement, right, to run a certain speed to even get an offer from Alabama. Cole Adams met that speed requirement and exceeded that speed requirement, which is why he is at Alabama at the moment. But he's an Okie. You got to come home. And you don't want to go to OU and compete for fifth, sixth place in the SEC. You don't know what Bama's going to become. Come with the sure thing. 2024 Oklahoma State is about as sure of a thing in any conference that you're going to hunt. You want to win a title? You can do that in Stillwater. You want to go to the CFP playoffs? You can do that in Stillwater. Miles, Kitzelman, and Cole Adams, come closer to home or come home. It's time to be Cowboys. It is also time for you to download the Game Time app today, ladies and gentlemen. We've had this conversation. You don't have to worry about the hassle and the craziness of planning months in advance anymore. With Game Time tickets, they have you covered. It is the quickest way and the best way for you to get your tickets. With last-minute killer deals, all-in prices, and views from the seats, Alongside the best price guarantee, Game Time is going to take the guesswork out of you buying any tickets. See the seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You're not going to deal with a situation where you buy one section or you thought you bought that section and you end up way up at the top. That's not going to happen with Game Time. They have deals right up to the start of the event and even up to an hour after the event for you to find the last-minute killer deals. We've also got zone deals where you pick a section and game time will pick the seats for a big time savings. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and the same row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the game time app today, create an account, use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but make sure you create that account, redeem that code locked on L O C K E D O N. All one word for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. You know what else is guaranteed? Ollie Gordon, 
making a legitimate Heisman run in 2024. I know it, you know it seems to be that now the world is waking up. And it's not like uh, Ollie Gordon was a secret coming into the season because we've already discussed him being in the ESPN Top 100. Number 11, ranked player in all of America. So he gets his love, and the love he gets is definitely deserved. But he has recently now won the Earl Campbell and Tyler Rose Award. On top of the Doak Walker Award. On top of the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year Award. On top of being an unanimous first-team All-American. Leading the country, rushing for 1,732 yards, 2,062 yards from scrimmage, nine 100-yard rushing games, and 21 touchdowns. Is this not a phenomenal feeling as an Oklahoma State fan? Not only do we get to get excited about the 2024 season, what the expectations are, but we also get to get excited about a legitimate Heisman campaign. We did a pretty good one with Mason Rudolph and James Washington. We started a pretty good one with Chuba Hubbard. It didn't work out. This time, I guarantee you, write it down, take it to the bank. If there's a way to hammer the over on it, you should. Oklahoma State is going to push and pump Ollie Gordon's Heisman campaign more than anything we've ever done before. So if the national media is going to continue to hand out these awards like they're hotcakes to the guy who deserves all of them, the guy who is the best running back in the United States of America, that guy, it lets us build 2024 again to what I feel is an unprecedented level. 2017 was crazy with the NFL talent. But the guys we have coming back now, God, we didn't even mention Brendan Presley. We didn't even mention Dejan Stribling. Heck, Talon Shetran has NFL written all over him if he can stay healthy. This is not only a breath of fresh air, but it is about daggone time. This is why this channel even exists. It's just simply to get Oklahoma State out there more. Why? Because Oklahoma State deserves more coverage. I don't give 13 hoots who it comes from or how it comes, but if Oklahoma State is getting realistic information out to the masses that allow the masses to gravitate towards the orange and black country, then dagnabbit, we should all be doing it, which is why we're doing this. Which is why Ollie Gordon has continued to have an ascension just through the national lens. This is rare. Guys, how many people were knocking Mason Rudolph as being a uh, system guy? And the only reason that you have success with Mason Rudolph and James Washington is because you play into this system. And now you're seeing what Mason is doing in the NFL, which is so phenomenal to see. If Mason Rudolph beats the Buffalo Bills and Mason Rudolph makes uh, a Pittsburgh Steelers epic playoff run, is he not? then kind of catapulted for sure as the greatest quarterback to ever play at Oklahoma State. I know when you take into consideration what Brandon Whedon was able to do, what Spencer Sanders has done, when you take that all in on top of Zach Robinson, 
There's an argument to be made that this buildup is going to be the biggest thing we have ever, ever done. Way bigger than Rudolph to Washington. Way, way, way bigger than Chuba Hubbard. I cannot wait to get in on the ride, and you shouldn't either. So make sure that you go do your due diligence. Help folks with a purpose. Make sure our NIL is climbing more so than now than ever. Our PWO program needs to be not only the best in the Big 12, but if we can strive to have the best PWO program in America, we will not only be playing for Big 12 titles every year, but we will be playing for a CFP berth every single year. These are the possibilities. And again, Alabama knows that too, which is why Mike Gundy's going to get a call, which is why Ollie Gordon already got the daggone calls. Well, maybe it wasn't directly, right? Because there's no tampering in football. Who would do that? Nobody would do that. What you should do is also download FanDuel. We like making the money, honey. Right now, the regular season has given us a lot to look forward to, but this postseason with so many Cowboys in it is amazing. And right now, our new customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 money line bet. So that's 150 bones back in your wallet in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on a multitude of things. The overs, unders, player props, point spreads, same game parlays, who's going to win the Super Bowl, who's going to win the national title, Heisman, and more by going to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Go there today to make your first bet your best bet. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, the official partner of the NFL. Dang it feels good. To watch J.C. Hoyt and the Cowgirls get W's. If we can keep stacking these things together, color me a happy camper. We could talk all day about the deficiencies, unfortunately, that we seem to get sometimes from Mike Boynton. But we can also talk about the beauty, huh? The beauty that is this Cowgirl basketball team. They're not only fun to watch, right? This squad is better than last year's squad. And last year's squad should have made a deeper run in March than we ended up getting, which is fine because now you have this year's team. This year's squad, the only hindrance is going to be injuries. So just like the men's team took us behind a woodshed and whooped us down a little bit, we did the same thing to the Lady Red Raiders in Galgar Abba Arena because that's what should happen in Galgar Abba Arena. So now as we're Two days, four hours, and 44 minutes from the next Lady Cowgirl opportunity. We get to bask in this win. We also get to bask in the fact that we're 3-1 and one in the conference. We shot 55% from the field, 41% behind the arc, while holding the Lady Raiders to 36% from the field. And you ready? 28% from deep. Hannah Gusters did her thing, almost getting 20, dropping 19. Then you have the freshman, likely All-American, Staley Hurd, coming in to drop another 12. Lure Garzon, the sharpshooter with a body, drops 11. And Quincy Noble is proving to be kind of unstoppable in a fast-break scenario. This is 
precisely what we've been looking for. And then when you have players that can come off the bench like Praise and Riley Langerman, that can be crucial, whether it be in the scoring department or the rebound department, that's the thing that helped go on a 17-0 run. Because of turnovers, because of the bench, because of the camaraderie, the hustle, and the daggone give a hoot. I'm not saying Mike Boynton don't give a hoot. But I am saying I question whether Mike Boynton has the ability to take his give a hoot up to a level of execution of X's and O's at crucial times. It's a crapshoot. It is. It is a crapshoot. But the possibilities are still there. Thank goodness, thank goodness, we got uh, J.C. Hoyt. Because without Cowgirl basketball and all of the NFL success that all of the Cowboys are having in this playoff run, it might become a little bit more difficult to get pumped up 24-7. Now, maybe not for me. Guys, I wake up this way, all right? I wake up full of piss and vinegar. And we'll talk about this more because if we do take down Iowa State in Ames, biggest win of the year that does a lot for our Cowboys. But right now, the Cowgirls are cruising. we got wrestling to look forward to. We're in the top 15, as we should be in softball yet again. We all right. We all right. And we got a Big 12 championship to go get in 2024. You know the drill. You also know I love you. God bless you. Go Pokes. And as always, thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen. Here on Locked On Oklahoma State, you could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. Like it if you like the daggone thing. Share, comment, subscribe. All my podcasts and people out there, I love you. You're the foundation and the growth. So go leave a review. Go leave the star clicks. You know, you, you know what to do. <laughs> All right, y'all. Later, taters.